I just had a really interesting conversation with my mate Alfie. He called me talking about a discussion he had with a friend. He was talking about different motivators and things like pleasure, um, why we're doing certain things. Is it for pleasure? Is it for money? Is it for instant gratification, delayed gratification? It's quite an interesting topic. Um, My response to him was there's different phases of our life that we're going to be more motivated to do different things and focused on different things. And I honestly was saying on a podcast a couple of weeks ago about one of my biggest challenges is resisting short-term pleasures in favor of something greater. And I think the phase of my life that I'm in now, that's more true than ever. Being able to resist those short-term pleasures in favor of what I truly want, in favor of the life I want to live, and knowing that by resisting those pleasures, I'm getting one step closer um, and on that fast track to my dream life. What are your thoughts on motivators? Mm. It's an interesting one. I mean, my whole life at the moment at least is all surrounded around trying to resist those short-term pleasures. And I think that's important when you're trying to pursue anything really. If If you're happy with where you are now, I mean... Obviously, there's probably not much short-term gratification that you have to, I guess, refuse. But if you are wanting to be, I guess, more powerful, like you're wanting to to get better at a certain skill, you're wanting to get better at just like overall what you do, you definitely have to have to deny those short-term pleasures in pursuit of of reaching reaching success or reaching something better than what you have at the moment. I think it's really recognizing that everyone's unique and everyone has a different life that they want to live, different desires. And it's that interesting thing around when you try and do something that's out of the ordinary or that's just not normal, people question it. And it's almost in the sense that they want you to be doing well, but they don't want you to be doing better than them. And when you find those little parts of people, you really start to see the true self of them and like the aspects of them that aren't positive to be around. And yeah, as I was was saying to Alfie on the phone is like my favorite thing is as the tide rises, all the boats do too. And being able to recognize when your friends and your close people in your life are doing well and recognizing that that's great. That's an amazing thing. And you don't want that growth to slow down because if, if they're rising and you're best friends with them, you're going to rise. Everyone's going to rise. And yeah, I think there's a lot of animosity and negativity that comes with trying to do something amazing and great because once you reach your, and this is what Hormozy talks about, is once you reach your friends or your pers- someone's ceiling They'll cheer you on till you get to their ceiling. Mm. But when you're trying to exceed what their ceiling is in their life, that's when they try and bring you down because you're at the top of their mountain Mm. and they don't want you to succeed and go past beyond that because then that means you'll overtake them. And it's this weird, weird thing that people have in their life and it, it kind of goes around the spiral. I mean, this episode today is more just to catch up because we... For those of you that don't know, Janata and I live together. We live with each other, but we've been so busy recently that like we haven't even been catching up. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't even been talking. Like, like just working, working, not even eating together, not doing anything. And I got I got home today and I was like, Janata, the podcast today is just to catch up. What have we been learning? What have we been talking about with ourselves, with other friends? What have we been doing? What's been keeping us busy? What's some interesting topics that we can discuss and that's where i think we should just let this flow and see where it goes 100 percent. i want to go back to that thing about how when someone reaches your ceiling you feel as though like that's something you don't want at all or, or some people feel that and i think it's it's so prevalent especially in australia and i think we got a lot of it from the uk and it's tall poppy syndrome and it's so interesting because like the philosophy behind it is all the tall poppies, so in a poppy field, a tall poppy is the one that's going to get cut first. And I think it's, it's, like, it's the complete wrong way to think about like, how you want your friends to, to, to live their life. Because 
if you're if you're not wanting them to do well or even better than you like how do you expect them to want you to do well and it's like whatever comes around like goes around and like vice versa so I think it's so important to cheer on your mates your friends anyone even if you don't know them that well because I mean if they're getting better take inspiration from it don't don't feel don't feel like them being better than you or them get it, like doing stuff that's out of the ordinary is going to bring you down in any way the only way that it can bring you down is if you let it yeah I, I think it comes down to the when you are with them do you feel energized or do you feel drained or when you leave them more so and the goal is to have a really inspiring friend group that really inspires you and yeah, makes you literally makes you feel inspired to do better in a certain area of your life. And whether that's in the things that you're passionate about the most or the things that you really love. I recently read my purpose process and, and you realize that health is at the top there. You got like health and relationships and business and and teaching. And you look at all these things and go, okay. How can I surround myself with people that are thriving in all of these areas that I value the most so that I can feel inspired to level up in those areas? And when you're with people that inspire you to do better, there's this weird thing that happens to you and you just get better mm. at that thing. And it's, it's really amazing. Um, it's, it's honestly, I honestly love it. <laughs> like mm. the, the feeling of inspiration when you're with someone is what's going to take you to that next level. And it's not going to take you to the next level. It's going to take all of you to the next level if you allow it to. Definitely. And hanging out with people that are better than you, I think, is so important. But there, there's this, this saying that I really love, and it's like, if, if four of your friends are all idiots, you're probably the fifth idiot. And I think it's so true, because if you're surrounding yourself by people that aren't, aren't trying to do better, that... Uh, a toxic or that just aren't motivated and, and not like good people there's a good chance that you are too and I think that's why it's so important to find a tribe that isn't only doing better than you but that is that that's going to be positive towards you yeah, yeah I say that so all the time I say that <laughs> if you're in a room with five wankers you're the sixth yeah if you're in a room with five inspired people you are the sixth and it is so true. Everyone rubs off on you and it's crazy. And what can happen is you don't realize the impact people are making on you negatively sometimes. And you can get swept up in all the other things in your day-to-day -day life and you don't realize that the people you're with are really affecting you as a person mm. negatively. And being very self-aware and conscious of that and the effects that they're making positively or negatively can make or break you. Mm. It's really important. And it can be as simple as your friend group, but it can also be at a high level of just the areas you live. Like we live in such an affluent area. We, we live in the eastern suburbs in Sydney and we're surrounded by wealth every single day. Like you'll, you'll see a supercar, like the average car here is like a Range Rover. And it, it, I think it's so important to surround yourself by that, especially if you weren't brought up in it um, when you were younger, because I know I certainly wasn't. So... Yeah, I think it's so important the to surround yourself. The environment's huge. When I first started doing the primed university stuff, which no one would know about because I had 200 followers, to all of you guys, shout out to that. But the pillars with primed university, like one of them was environment and how important your environment is, whether that's the people you're with, the places you're in, the work you're, you're doing, um, like all the environment's so important because it rubs off on you. Being in a really affluent area, it's worth the money because it basically levels up your norm. Everyone around you is doing all this inspiring, amazing stuff and you just see every single day things that you want and you go, I want that, I want that, I want that. And instead of it being a, a nice Subaru that you want because that's the coolest car in your Narang suburb in the in the western part of the Gold Coast near where I grew up it's like no it's a Range Rover it's a Porsche it's a it's a Rolls Royce and you see all these cars and you just go wow I really want that and then you go outside to go okay well how did they get that what did those people do um like why are they driving that around at 2 p.m on a Tuesday like are they working have they made enough money they don't have to work how do they do that it gets you thinking and 
environment's huge. I think that ties in like even to getting in the right rooms and networking with the right people and like like the places that you spend the most amount of your time in says a lot about you. 100%. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I feel like when you are surrounded by wealth, it opens up your eyes to what's really possible. Like you and I, we didn't, we weren't brought up in, in very affluent areas and the norm for us was something like, uh, like a, a Toyota or Corolla and not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you are trying to, to like for our goals, it is, there is something wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. That's not what we want. Yeah. And like to go against the grain, I feel like it's so much easier when you are surrounded by other people that are also doing it. I mean, like, because we live near Bondi and I don't, like, I don't know many people that work just a normal nine to five and don't have like a side hustle at least. Like it's, it's like quite rare when you meet, when you meet those kind of people around like where we live. Which is and so fine. It's so fine. But I, th- I think like it's so fine if they're doing that. Yeah. But I think the inspiration that stems from people doing crazy stuff is the cool, is the absolute coolest thing. I was literally down at the Bondi gym uh, just earlier today, just down at the bars at the, the beach. And I was doing a handstand and someone came up and was like, yo, that was sick, dude. And got chatting with this random dude named Alex. Shout out to you, Alex. And he's doing like some renewable energy um, solar stuff. And I was like, just thinking, I was like, oh yeah, like Jadan used to do that. Um, but he was talking about all this business he was working on. And then I started talking about, he was, he was working with commercial property. And then I was starting to talk about different stuff that I was doing in the commercial property space and chatting to him about all of this. And all of a sudden I'm just, I sat back and I thought when I went for a swim, I was like, I just met some average Joe doing a handstand in Bondi and he's doing some cool shit in business, giving something new a crack, leasing out the roofs of a commercial building, like some cool stuff. And I was like, this is interesting. You wouldn't get that out in Wagga Wagga. So like, mm-hmm. it's a it's cool being in these, these cool places. Yeah. Well, I mean, because on that point, yeah, I think a nine to five is fine. And if that's what your goals are, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But when you are surrounded by people that are doing all these cool, creative things, it makes you realize if they can do it, like, why can't I? I think that's just, yeah. Yeah. Have you been learning anything new, interesting? Um, Have you had any podcasts, audio books? I know you got Hormozzi's $100 million um, leads. leads. I know you've got that. Like, been learning anything interesting? Well, I'm also, so I'm reading both. I'm reading 100M leads and also The One Thing by Gary W. Keller. Gary Keller. Yeah. Yeah. And... That's great. It, the only thing I would, I would say it does get a little bit repetitive when you are, I guess it, it makes sense though, because his whole point is focusing on the one thing. So there's not much you can say outside of that for it to not sound repetitive. But just to give you context on, like you've read it as well. I've read it a couple of times. Top five books. It's, it's actually, I think it's time and place for it, but it can be really good, a really good reminder to read that. Mm. And it's very self-explanatory. I mean, the title is, is a perfect example of what the book's about. It's about focusing on one thing and the one thing needs to be something that's needle moving. So you could have 10 tasks in a day, for example. That's the norm for most people. I need to do these 10 things today. But it's about bringing it down and working out what that one thing you can do today that's going to be the most needle moving for you. And he, he re- reiterates that in tons of different ways, which is... Which Did he is talk cool. about... What about the, um, the chapter that's a bit early on in the book about multitasking? And he's yeah. saying about how you can't multi... It's, it's impossible. A it's a myth, yeah. yeah. Impossible to multitask. Yeah, which, which is, is interesting. Really, you cannot focus all in on two things at once. It's impossible. And so, like... He talks about like obviously you can walk and listen to something, but the walking doesn't require any cognitive function. Um, but he's also saying about like you can't walk and focus fully on something as well. He's like probably properly saying that multitasking is not a thing. Mm. So you can do like two things at a suboptimal level at the same time, but you can't give everything your full focus. Yeah, which is interesting. So interesting. I've been listening to a podcast. I just finished it today. Went for a couple of hours, Mike Thurston and um, and Iman Gadji. And that was really interesting hearing some of Iman's perspectives and how he doesn't talk about certain things in his life, 
because everyone can't relate to those things and he thinks a big a massive toxic thing about social media with people that have done really well in their life is they talk about things they do knowing that only them them can do it and then the average joe tries and does does those things and it's not a good it's not a good thing for them to be doing and so like mike would ask him certain questions and he'll go that's not a question that people are going to get value from. Maybe three people listening to your podcast will get value from this. So I'm not, I'm not going to answer it because everyone else is going to get the wrong idea. What was an example? I'm curious. An example was dating girls and how there's this red pill whole movement about guys can do all these things and girls can't. Like the, the extremes about a guy can have multiple girls and, and have multiple girlfriends, multiple wives and all of this stuff. And if you have an absurd amount of wealth, absurd amount of status, and you've got all of these girls that want a piece of you, you can have multiple girls because they're happy. They would rather have a quarter of you than a full average Joe. So of course he can have, he can pick. A girl's willing to sacrifice the full man for a few th- for for a better life. Mm. If you're an average Joe being a tradie working a job, you can't just go, oh yeah, so E-Man said that I can have multiple wives, so I'm going to treat the girls like they're not my full thing because the girl's going to leave you. And so you can't paint this whole movement around how to live a life when you're a multi, multi-millionaire famous person and expect everyone else to be able to live the same i don't it, it, and it makes sense to me it goes okay yeah be careful about the influence you have because you say certain things that don't relate to everyone but everyone's going to treat it like oh e-man said that so i'm going to do that mm. and it's going to create this really toxic spiral um in terms of how the youth grow up and how they view things it's really interesting i've never i've never thought of that yeah. yeah, that's one one podcast which has been been interesting. I've been enjoying listening to podcasts. I find that I gain a lot of inspiration from from podcasts and cool topics to discuss and things. I think mm. that's a really good value point about uh, about podcasts. Yeah, for sure. And um, what have you been doing? Because you you've been you've been doing a few different types of training recently, and I know you've been doing like. A lot more like mobility stuff. You you were used to just do strength stuff, but like, I'm curious. Like, what are you what are you doing in terms of training now? I'm super inspired off hanging out again. Just talking about hanging out with people that inspire you. I've been hanging out with Jake and Alfie, good friends of mine, and they're super mobile and flexible, and they got really good physiques and bodies, and they train hard. Fitness is a massive aspect of their life, main aspect of their life, and. You look at it and go, I might not go to the extreme of them in terms of how fit and healthy, like in terms of how much of how much fitness is a part of their life. But I look at them and I, I'm inspired by the levels that they get to. And so I really want to have more of that in my life now. So I've really done a full 180 on my training and it's gone from lifting really heavy three days a week for optimal strength gains to training more regularly, maybe six times a week, a little bit more running, a bit more cardio and doing more mobility and calisthenic style training. And I've really been enjoying it and getting the progressions. I did my best ever handstand today down at the park and I go like, that's really cool. And, and like being able to see the progressions I think I was just getting in the motions a lot with my training and I wasn't enjoying it as much. Mm. So now I can really enjoy it a bit more. And when I'm with them and I'm the worst in the room, it's the most inspiring thing because I can get better. And I can say, yeah, look, there's no way I'm doing that. But I'll, what can I, what's the progression to that? And these guys are experts in it. So they can just tell me, yeah, do this, 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 help you with this, this. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm basically being able to train at an elite level, like with an elite trainer, as a mate and be able to do it and their willingness to help me has been great because we're mates. And so that's been a training style that I've just been soaking up and I'm loving it. Like I would rather go to the bars and do some chin-ups and some handstands and some push-ups 
then go to a heavy bench press at mm. the moment. So, but you, on the other hand, you're going for a different style. Opposite, almost. Well, you're trying to pack on some size, which is great. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean trying to do? Lift heavy, and it's interesting because I think I've mentioned it in a couple different pods that we've done, where I was doing high volume training. Um, I was just basically trying to get what I thought was toned and build muscle, but also stay as toned as possible. But I realized my body wasn't reacting very well to it. It could have been the way I was training. Maybe I wasn't doing it right, but I've just known that in the past when I have lifted heavier and when I have gone for, for heavier weights, lower reps, that my body's just responded so much better in terms of like just looks and then just strength overall. So I, yeah, recently just went back to lifting heavy. Like I did legs today and I, I did probably the hev- like the heaviest I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. It's, it's, it's a good change to actually see those gains come in. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I just wasn't feeling that for so long. Yeah. And, and that, I mean like that, prog- not having progression, I think this is something we could talk about. Not having progression in your life as a human, I think is like one of the easiest ways to become depressed or just unhappy with yourself. And I've noticed like, I don't need to be making like millions and millions of dollars or to be like progressing at like the speed of a rocket. But if I'm just getting like even just 1% better each day, like I'm content with that. Like that, that's when I'm truly at my happiest. I think there's a level in which I'm striving to get to and I'm struggling to appreciate the small little things on that journey and it's it's a basic level. It's like I'm not as fascinated about all the amazing luxuries of life right now. I'm trying to get to a just a standard level where I am quite happy with the money coming in. I can take a, a breath about not having to worry about certain things, investing like so much money in, into businesses and things of that nature that I'm doing at the moment, you kind of go, you kind of go like there's different phases. Like all the really fancy stuff doesn't inspire me as much right now because there's like, a, there's a smaller goal that I'm trying to just get to. And once I get to that, then I can look at the next one. I'm kind of playing matches, win matches, play matches, win matches, looking the next 90 days ahead, 90 days ahead, as opposed to having this big thing. I think for me, I'm having a macro vision in life, but then taking micro steps and a a micro plan because I don't want to get too caught up with what's ahead. I want to have all those things I'm striving towards and achieve. But I think for me... There's smaller things. There's still big fish that I'm trying to fry, but there's smaller micro goals that I'm really trying to achieve in the short term as opposed to getting too caught up with the long term. Hmm. Is there like any specific, like not positives, but it could be positive, like wins could be negatives as well, like any setbacks you've had recently that you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, there's there's setbacks. Um, Like... My software companies like we've been we've, it's been a lot more of a struggle than we were expecting, and you kind of reflect on that and you go you go like what are all the things that like good and bad that's gone with this, and what can we do to give it absolutely everything um so if it works, we can sit back and go, we deserve this, and if it doesn't work. We can sit back and go, how much, like we gave it our absolute all and we're way better business people off the back of this. So it's no loss. It's a win, win, win. So it's sort of like that challenging point where you go, okay, it's not as easy as we thought it was going to be. Fuck, of course it wasn't. Like surprise, welcome to business. But B, it's like, what can we do so we're leaving no stone unturned and we're giving it our absolute all? And so, yeah, that, that definitely has been a challenging area of my life. But then you've got a really inspiring area in terms of the, the coaching and helping people go through really phases of their life that they're quite lost. I was on a client call last night, Saturday night, and I couldn't think of anything better to do. It was great. And um, 
shout out to you Mel you'll be listening to this I know you will be um and it's super inspiring like the impact you can literally see the stuff making on people is the most inspiring thing ever you just go I just want to do this all day how can I do this at a larger scale where I'm being able to make this impact on so many people I'll run to my room and get a um get the purpose sheet, my purpose sheet, and I'll read out some stuff. And if that doesn't make you inspired, being able to get people to that level of clarity in their lives, get them in a phase where they have their body's desires, the inspiration external, everything they want in their life, but then they can unpack their soul's desires, like the desires of the soul within you. What are all the things you've been doing in your life since the age of zero and to now and all these common themes that you've had in your life that are your core soul's desires and purpose, what are those and get clear on those. And once you've unpack like these purpose processes, it's the most inspiring thing and you have this newfound clarity in your life. And that's an area of my life that, that yeah, um, that's an area of my life that I am super passionate inspired about right now how about you talk to the audience right now for like a couple minutes literally 30 seconds i'm going to run to my room and i'm going to get you this right. um this Sounds thing good. to read it's amazing perfect yeah well <laughs> i'm not talking to anyone at the moment so i'm just going to talk to the camera but the past few months have been a super interesting one for me and my main focus has really just been on building my business and I'm not going to say it's, it's been all easy, like whatsoever. And that's not to say I haven't had wins. But yeah, it, it's an interesting one. When you're building something and, and you are almost in like what you would consider the early phases of it, there's just so much stuff that you wouldn't ever consider before you started it. And it comes back, we, we spoke about this a couple pods ago. And you're back now, but it was, it was all about getting to the point where you're like, when you're first starting out, you've got that unconscious incompetence, meaning you have no idea, like you're super excited about getting into this new thing, starting this new business, learning this new skill, whatever. And you're unconscious of what is actually needed to become good at that skill or that business. And what you realize that once you start to unpack it and you, and you dive into whatever that thing is, you realize all these things that you need to learn. But I, I think it's actually been one of the most eye-opening experiences, like having, having my business um, that I've got now because I'm just realizing what it really takes. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm loving getting better every day. I'm, I'm rolling with the setbacks. I'm, I'm taking the punches, but I'm also just, yeah, so excited. I think with I'm, the growth. I'm learning more and it's amazing. It's great. And that start of that journey is like, like it, it can get really challenging. I think what I'm learning more and more, which I'm blessed to be able to do is just be absurdly open and honest with how things are going. And no need to sugarcoat it. With my friends, I'm going to tell them exactly how it is. I'm going to tell them what's going well. I'm going to tell them what's going really hard and challenging and, and I'm just going to be open because it's funny. One of my biggest mentors, Adam Hudson, an event I went to his earlier on in the year, it was like four grand, a couple of day event. And he, um, one of the survey questions before the event was how much money have you lost? It's a question he asked. And answer like in business, like how much money have you lost? And I thought about the question and I was like, okay, I'm going to put in the amount of money I lost. I've got investors on board, businesses haven't gone to plan. I'll put in everything. He pulls up those results and there's people in the room that have lost millions and millions, ten over $10 million. There's people in the room lost that much money. Millions, people have lost zero. There's all this, there's this, there's this sheet of 70 answers. And he points to the people at the very top and he goes, if I were to invest in anyone in this room, it'd be the people that have lost the most amount of money. Mm. And everyone goes, what? This is interesting. But it's because they've learned the most. He's like, when you lose, you learn a lot. And he's like, if you've put money on the line, 
and time and effort and you've lost, be proud of that. Like, because it's like people don't just win all the time. People see this hockey stick success where you get this little, you get this win all of a sudden. And people don't recognize the amount of work that and failures that have gone into it. They just see the tip of the iceberg. And I'm really coming to terms with being open and honest with everyone about my wins and failures. Obviously, there's a time and place. Like, if you've got investors in the room or prospective clients, like, you're, you, need to put a, you need to basically put a front on that you are doing, like, really well. Mm. I don't think ever lying. I just think not le- leaving certain things out of the puzzle is important. Mm. Because you need to leave a good impression. But, like, with your friends and with these people, like people around you or mentors like be honest with them yeah it didn't work out look we learned xyz z, 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 but this didn't work and be like yeah good on you man good on you for giving it a crack the right people won't judge you and i think another thing adam says is like the better entrepreneur you'll be is the one that can fail fast spot opportunity fast but fail fast and know that you're not just hanging around this thing because your ego is keeping you in this business you don't want people to see that you failed if it doesn't work, get out. And um, I think it's a massive thing. But I'm back now from my room and I went and picked up this piece of paper from my room. And this is what I take people through. And this, print out and have at your desk so you can remind yourself of all this. And this is, this is pretty, pretty powerful. I haven't read this to you, have I? I think think the last bit. I read the the purpose process to you, the yeah. purpose um, statement to you. I'm going to read this to the audience, guys. I'm going to read this to you, and this is my life purpose, up to date life purpose. And this all stemmed. I didn't just write this, pull this shit out of my ass. It's a massive process, and then I basically chucked everything from that process into a blender, and this is what came out. Hopefully my voice is no good too. (laughs) Have some tea. Yep. My purpose is to teach personal empowerment and wealth building to people that feel lost on their path and aspiring masters of life, allowing them to unlock the lives they truly want to live. I live a life of constant learning from my past self, past lovers, and people who thrive before me in the areas of business, health, and relationships. So I can build an inspiring powerhouse friend group a loving romantic relationship and look and feel my best daily through consistent strength training and a delicious ancestral diet. By achieving all of these pieces to my puzzle, I'll create a forever inspiration snowball that will stand the test of time, leaving a footprint on my current generation, my children's generation, their children's generation and beyond. This snowball of inspiration which stemmed from my greatness in life will inspire millions of people all around the world to achieve the same. For me, this is mastery. This is what life is about for me. Living on this path will have my future self amazed and thankful for his past. My wife will be magnetic towards me. She will look at me in a state of awe. When my son gets asked the question, who is your biggest role model? He will say his father. This is what life is about for me. This is what I am made for. And the goal for that is to read it and get goosebumps. And let me tell you, that's exactly what's just happened. And I think you asked me the question before, like, what have you been doing? What's been inspiring? What's been challenges in your life? And I think there's been a lot of challenges, a lot of setbacks, a lot of adversity that I've been trying to overcome. But being able to have that there to read in the hard times is what allows me to keep pushing through. Mm. And you look at that and go, fuck, that's going to happen. Time's just catching up. And that is amazing. And everyone that does this process, they say to me and they go like, I'm so inspired and motivated to achieve that life. And this clarity that you have of the path you you are on is perfect, divine and right on time. Everything's amazing. It's meant to be. Like you get this insane motivation and drive and passion and just you just feel like everything's all right and it's all meant to be in your life and that all stemmed from 
unpacking what my life has been to date and realizing that there's these common themes in my life and um and yeah I'm 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 on the right path. Love it man. It's powerful. I need you to do that my friend. I need to do it. You're right. I do. For the people at home that that don't have the purpose process tool is there anything actionable that you could give them that that could potentially give them some clarity? Like what's the first step around like finding a purpose or yeah like anything it doesn't even have to be the first step. I think the first step is eliminating all of the limiting beliefs that you have in your life. All of the things that you are telling yourself is reality and getting really clear on what you want. Like, not what you think you should have, like what you want and writing that down and get really inspired and really clear. The body's desires, like your inspired life. What does your ideal life look like? What car do you want? What house do you want? Where do you want to be? What travel do you want to do? What donations do you want to have? What team members do you want to have? Do you want to have a cleaner? Do you want to have a chef? Everything. Remove all the limiting beliefs and think, oh, I can't have that. No. Get clear on exactly what you want. With that, your body's desires will be discovered. You'll unpack what you want and the external things that you want in your life and how you want to live. That's a really powerful step. And then after that, think you need to unpack what your soul's desires are your your core desires there's a lot of coaches out there that try and make you manufacture this purpose in life and it's not the way to go about it your purpose you already have you just need to dig up what that is and find it what you'll find is there's things you've been doing your whole life that are aligned with your purpose might be something different like you might be for me, I was learning how to fish with some friends. I was into fishing and I would learn all these new fishing skills and I'd go and tell my dad and teach him how to do that. And then you look at that and go, well, I actually had this desire to teach. No one told me to do that. I had this desire to teach people at a young age about fishing. And then when I got into my teenage years, I really wanted to, I started realizing the importance of my health and I gained a little bit of, of weight when I was 12, 13 years old. And I realized the impact it had on my confidence and everything. And so then I got in good shape and realized the effect that it had on me in every other area of my life. And so then I wanted to become a PT and train. I haven't spoken to many people about this. I wanted to become a PT. I've got my Cert 3 and 4 in fitness. No one knows about this stuff. But yeah, I wanted to become a trainer. And the desire would have been to help people get in really good shape. And so then I was trying to help people with that. And then when I when I was in grade 11 and 12 at school, I had realized that I, I, it was a really challenging time. I lost all my friends. I've spoken about this story many times. That's when the desire came to start posting content about helping people bridge that gap and prime university stemmed. So my whole life, there's been these desires to help people and teach. And then when I unpack all this and go, okay, so from the age of five, I was doing little ways to teach people. We have a small scale, fucking fishing, cool. But the core desire is the same. Mm. It's just changed in my life in terms of what I truly want. And yeah, like one of my big mentors, Lewis talks about, combining all of your core desires into an offering and if you can have all of that in one you're truly aligned you're congruent with your purpose and that's when true mastery happens and that's what my pursuit of life is right now trying to to achieve that love it yeah Mm. what about you have you was there anything like for you that you've noticed has been quite challenging in your life right now? Has there been anything you spoke about a little bit in brief before, but what's been a challenge for you? That's a good question. Definitely, it would be, <laughs> and and you already spoke about this as well, but it would definitely have to be not, not giving in to those short-term pleasures because there, there's so much opportunity, like, 
I could go out and I could I could drink, I could like go and meet like girls, like we could go out and party like regularly, like whatever it is. But like that that might be fun in the moment, but I just realized like if I am to do that, I'm gonna regret it so much the next day. So I think resisting those things have been challenging. Like I'm not a big party goer, but just like just overall, like there's so many things I could be doing. Like I could be I could be traveling, I could be yeah, just literally hanging with friends during the week. But like right now, because I have such a powerful why, it's been the thing that's kind of allowing me to bear bear that that. So like, like with a, with a strong why, you can bear anyhow. And I think that that's really what I've been trying to focus on, just coming back to my why, my reason of why I do it all. I I think what's and trying to rely on it. Yeah, I think what's interesting for me is. And even when I speak to Sam, my friend, and he talks about like, like just making sure you're not feeling guilty about doing something. Because if you're going to feel guilty about doing something, then just don't do it. And so being able to dabble in, you know, have a couple of drinks or being able to do stuff on a smaller scale, but know you're doing that before you're doing it and know that this time is for that. If you want to watch Netflix all morning, one morning, that's okay. Just don't let yourself feel guilty about it. And so if you feel guilty about it, you're not going to enjoy the Netflix and then you're going to feel shit about it after. Mm. So if it's a Sunday morning, you've worked hard all week, say on Saturday night, I'm going to not set the alarm tomorrow and I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to chill in bed till 10, 11 and watch some Netflix, a show that I've been wanting to watch for a while and prepare yourself for that and just don't feel guilty about it when you're doing it. Just say that's actually quality time spent um, because I'm relaxing, I'm rejuvenating, I'm getting ready for the next week. And so I think there's power in not, not just resisting it, but allowing it if it permits and if, if it seems appropriate. Like if you've worked hard and just being able to do that. For me, I struggle just to even be able to do that. I don't even think I could do that. Like, but like I just struggle. I just want to move. I just want to want to go like... It's funny, I had like, even having like, I had a girl over the other, <laughs> last week or whatever, and I just couldn't sit still watching the movie. I struggle, I struggle watching movies. And I just couldn't do it. And I'm just like, why am I, why can't I just relax? Even you'll see me like, maybe I have like certain things of, I don't know, what's the, the what's it? Fidget. Yeah, fidget, fidget all the time. You'll see I'm touching my fingers and moving. <laughs> I struggle watching movies. You like have a movie on or whatever and you're like, oh, should we put something different? I'm like, nah, bro, just, just put it on. I'll probably go on my phone. Like, <laughs> just put it on. I struggle. I struggle with that. Maybe being able to get to that level could be something I could aspire to, towards. While we're on that, so it's interesting because I, I work six days a week normally on my business and I try and have a Sunday off. So the day today, today which is, what is we're Sunday. Is. Correct. But I actually... I find it so difficult to, to have a day off. And I feel like once you get to a point where you work so much, it, it's often the opposite. Like you, you're not necessarily having to motivate yourself to do the work. Like, because I'm so like, I'm just at this point where I just like, I want to be, I want to be the best version of me. I actually find it difficult to, to, to take a day off. And I know some people might not be able to relate to that, but I like it, it's just it's actually a difficulty that I've been running into recently. Like I I was at gym this morning, and like I couldn't like I just couldn't not think like I literally just started watching a video on like on coaching stuff like on what I could do to improve, and I was just I just found myself watching this, and I was like, fuck! Like when am I going to be able to switch off? Like I'm trying my hardest. I've I've taken this day so that I don't work and yeah it's it's interesting because I'm at this point now where I'm actually having to try and convince myself to not do those things that are that are business orientated or like that are like self-development I think what where it stems from is you don't want anything else right now than simply put like having some earning more like money like I'm in a similar boat where it's like everything is 
everything is slightly affected until I until I can have a comfortable like until I'm in a really good state where I'm like I'm like because I know when I can have a decent amount of money then I can go on nicer dates with with girls I can spoil them like I want to so then the dates are going to be and the dates are going to be more enjoyable for me like and you go until I do that like I'm not going to enjoy them as much as I could so why don't I just keep working on spending all my energy on working on being able to do that, which is earning, getting my business thriving and earning money. And so you kind of like a day off kind of just goes, yeah, I could chill at the beach, but I also could be working. Mm. <laughs> and so I get, I get the feeling, but yeah. it is important. Hey, like having that bit of time to refresh so you don't burn out. But then again, Hormozy goes like, I don't burn out. Like burnout's a myth. Mm. Um, so yeah well (laughs) this might sound a little controversial but it's quite similar to the fact of like going on a holiday and going backpacking i think some people it's a great experience to do but i i just realized now yeah i could go backpacking i could stay in hostels but that's not something like that doesn't motivate me at all like i'm i'm not excited to do that whatsoever and Mm. i realized like why would i not just put in the work now and it, it could be completely backwards. I mean, I could just be do, living this thing called life wrong. But this is what I feel super strong about. And I think, like, when you have that super strong desire, and this might sound a little bit woo-woo, but when you have that, like, inner voice telling you that you deserve more, that you, that you should be doing these things that are going to put you in a better position in life, I think that higher calling that you have there is something that you should listen to. Because I think it's just truly so powerful. And a lot of it has been drowned out from us. I think we've got this inner voice. We have this dialogue that's coming from somewhere. We, I don't know where it's coming from. But like, like in present society, we have so many things that, that often will, will stop us from feeling what our true desires are. We have so many things that we could just, that could instantly gratify us. We have Netflix. We have, we have porn. We have fucking like just so much stuff that that could just drown out that true like human desire that we have to be better to to progress to be the best version of ourselves and i think when we are to to not listen to that voice that's when we're we're at our lowest point i think yeah i think it just makes you and as tony robbins says success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure success is getting what you want fulfillment is doing what you're made for and it's dis- distinguishing the two and separating them and going, success is not fulfillment and being able to do what you're made for and what you're called to do and the inspiration and the energy that comes off when you're doing that and you're aligned with that. People mag- like just connect with you. They want to be a part of you. They want to be in your life. And when you really are aligned with that, everything else starts to really raise the bar. And yeah, as you said at the very start of this podcast about like happiness being directly aligned to progression and being able to constantly progress is something we feel like we need to keep us happy in life. And so when we stop progressing in areas, we can feel really like, yeah, drained, feeling really lost have people have these quarter life crisis, um, age of 25, 30, where they are questioning all of their beliefs they've had their whole life and like questioning what they're doing and why they've done all these things. Um, a lot of the time it can happen from a catastrophic event, a heartbreak or something where they re- where it makes them rethink all the stuff they've been doing. Um, but yeah, if you're aligned with like what you what you want in life and you're really clear on that and you're on pursuit of achieving that and you're progressing day in, day out, it's a lot easier to be happy for sure. Yeah. I just had this thought as as you were talking then and it was like you, you gave the example of a quarter life crisis. So maybe if you're 25 years old and I thought about, so what would my life be like when I'm 25 years years old if I stay on the same path I'm on now? And when I think about what it is, 
I'm I'm truly so inspired. I feel I feel like so content with the path that I'm on now that if I stick with it, which I will, like I know that I'm going to be happy with where I'm at. Like I know I'm going to be happy with the with the work that I've done, the impact that I've made. And I think for anyone that does I don't know, doesn't feel like they're on the right path now, or even if they feel like they're on the on the right path now, think to yourself What's my life going to be like in five years if I keep doing what I'm doing right now? Is that something that inspires me or is that something that makes me feel non-inspired? And I think that's as simple as it goes. I think that's a really powerful That's a very powerful way to way, realize, question to ask yourself. Yeah, whether you're, whether you're on the right path or not. Yeah, the questions you ask yourself, hey, that's an interesting mm. thing. Like the questions that you ask yourself can make or break the trajectory of your life as well because like and it also comes down to that abundance mindset as well is like treating yourself like you've you're in a place that you want to be as opposed to the place you're in now can get you so much further in life because it's just that whole relative thing right it's like if you think a thousand dollars is a lot of money you're putting it on a pedestal making it harder to get Whereas if you're not even questioning that that is a lot of money, like you're playing a bigger game because a millionaire doesn't question that a thousand bucks or millionaire's not very big nowadays. But if you're a multimillionaire, it's got a thriving business, a thousand bucks isn't a lot of money for you. And so if you're trying to get to that level, then don't think like them, not think like you. Mm. It's like that be, do, have. Um you guys loved the Be Do Have. That video went so viral from a podcast we never even released, actually. <laughs> but yeah, that got over a million views and you guys seem to love that concept. But yeah, it's it's Jim Ford and hit nail on the head there. I don't know if it's his, but he is the one where I learned it from. But about being the person you want to be and doing the things that they do mm. in order for you to have what they have. And it's yet yeah, transforming your reprogram your, in your mind and transforming it from the inside out. Mm. It's massive. Love it. I think that's been a good chat, bro. It's been good. Different style today. I'd love you guys to let us know. If you're watching this on YouTube, drop us a comment um, or send us a DM on Instagram for anything yeah. you guys want us to talk about. Maybe in the next coming episodes, we will do a poll on the socials about some questions and we might do a bit of a Q&A style. If you are interested in that, certainly let us know. We're looking at some of the analytics and most of you guys are watching on Spotify, which is amazing. Um, you know, there's over a thousand, thousands of downloads now, which is awesome. It's growing, which is so cool. Um, what episode is this now? Four, six. six. This six. is episode six. So. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have you got anything else you wanted to say today? No, that's it from us. And keep tuning in, guys, because like we love to hear your feedback, even like the small amount of feedback we've gotten. Like it, we're so happy hearing it. So if you are listening, let us know. Like let us know if there, there's anything you guys want us to talk about. Um, and yeah, we're just excited. I'm sure eventually we're going to start bringing on guests as well. So Keep keep letting us know if there's anything you guys want us to cover. Anyone anyone you want us to bring on as well, and yeah, we'll keep we'll keep doing it. Sounds unreal. Lots of love to you all, and we're signing out. See you guys. See you guys.